Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Happy Easter, everybody. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This. We're This is our best day of the whole wide year. Uh, we look forward to it every single year and we love celebrating it. We love celebrating it with um, all of y'all. Um, it just is, what a happy day. It's a happy yes. day. It's going to be such a fun day. This is going to be a really short lesson for Easter. And it's something that we hope you'll do maybe in your Sunday school classes. If it's Sunday school, it might be young women's. Or maybe with your family if you have young kids, or maybe you'll gather um, some of your neighbors over and just sit for a second, maybe 15 minutes and talk about Jesus and bring him into your celebration today. Yeah. This is a really easy way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll show you where to do the timeline piece in just a second. It's going to go into the lesson. We'll show you where it kind of fits in and why we chose the particular picture that it is when, when we get to it. So, um, let's start. Yeah, let's start. And what we're going to do, you're going to need your Easter box. Here's ours right here. David's hiding it. Yeah. Here's ours. Um, and in your Easter box, if you're still getting ready, if um, you're, you'll have a little bit of time to get ready. You're going to need some bread, 30 pieces of silver. I chose dimes. You could choose nickels, a nail, a rock. You could choose quarters too. You could choose quarters. <laughs> Four pieces of fabric. A cross, a lamb. I got mine out of a nativity set. You want a sacrament cup. So if you're watching this early, when you go to church and take the sacrament, maybe just keep your cup. Those are all the things you're going to need. You're going to print off a paper with all of these scriptures on it. So you'll remember. And if you have the journal, you can just glue these into the journal right here. They'll be just the right size. You can glue them in as you go. So, or you could take the little ones that you cut out and you can divide them up among everybody and everyone can kind of take a scripture yep, and, and take a symbol, you know, yep. that goes with it. Yep. So, um, this whole, I, this whole concept kind of came up. Well, it didn't come up. It was in the old Testament. So it's been around <laughs> for a long time, but like, if you were to bring out a bunch of different like items, if you were to bring out um, Easter grass and eggs and Cadbury chocolates mm. and bunnies with a bite out of the ear. And what else is there? Ch- chickpeas? No, what are they called? No. Peeps. <laughs> Nobody has chickpeas for Easter unless they live in the <laughs> South. <laughs> Peeps. And then peeps, right? Little chicks. But if you were to bring all those together. So I think it'd be fun to start like that. If you were to see that all on a table, you would say, what holiday is coming up? Or you could do it with different holidays. Get all your Halloween decorations out with pumpkins and candy corn. And Nobody and... has that much energy. Okay, just do the Easter ones because they're already <laughs> sitting on your mantle. <laughs> bring them down and say, if you were to see all of these sitting out, what holiday would you say is coming? And everyone obviously would say... Easter, unless the chickpeas are out. And they would say, we have no idea. But if all the Easter decorations are out, they would say like, oh, Easter is coming. These are the signs and symbols of Easter. This is what we would watch for in Costco to know that Easter was on its way, right? That it was coming. Um, But that is not what the first century um, believers were looking for. They were not looking for eggs and peeps and chocolates and And the Easter bunny. Yeah. 
they had different signs and symbols that were given to them throughout all the years of the Old Testament. Um, the scrolls and scriptures that they would have been familiar with. And those are the things that they would have been watching for. Those are things they're like, we're looking for those to show up on the shelves. We're looking to see those things. And it's so fun that if they were to put together Easter decorations, their Easter decorations might've looked like this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. These would have been the signs and symbols that Easter was about to come. And so It'd be super fun to hand one of these out to everyone that you're with, one to each person, and the right scripture that goes with it. And what we want to be looking for as we go through this, um, as as you read each scripture and each prophecy, is who were they looking for? That's the question that we want to ask, is who were they looking for? What would be the sign of his coming? So we're just going to start at the very top. And the first one that you're going to need would be a roll, um, might be the easiest, or a piece of bread, whatever you want to do. And the scripture that goes with it first will be something from the Old Testament. That will be the prophecy. I'm going to read those. David will read the prophecy fulfilled. So we're going to start in the book of Psalms is where we're going to turn first um, to section 41, verse 9. And when you get there, it's going to say this. Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Now, we want to be thinking for a time where we actually saw that happen, where um, Jesus's good friend, who he loved, would have broke bread and eaten with him. But then it would be somebody that would lift up his heel against him or someone that would hurt him in the end. Um, that's what this wants to remind you of. So if you go to John 13, 18, this is during the Last Supper, and Jesus says to his disciples about someone who would betray him, he says, I speak not of you all. I know who I'm, whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Um, and that's exactly what happened, is Judas, who sat together at that table with Jesus, and dipped his bread, you know, together and, and had that meal together who betrayed him and turned against him. And they would have been looking, believers would have been looking for someone who would break bread with his enemies. And not just that scene, but just that idea about who Jesus is, that he's just like, I will invite anyone and everyone hmm. to the table and give them a chance, Yeah, you know, is what they were looking for. That's so awesome. The next one is going to be in Zechariah 11, verse 12. And it says this, I said unto them, if ye think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price, 30 pieces of silver. What is happening in this story is Zechariah is talking about that he had shepherded his people. He had taken care of them every single day. And when he went to get paid, he said to them, if you, if you think I have done good, then set a price for me as a shepherd, as, as one of the best shepherds. And they came back to him and they offered him the price of a slave, um, which would have been next to nothing. And so we want to watch for a time where the people didn't view Jesus as a shepherd, but instead would have offered for him the price of a slave. And in Matthew 26, 14 through 16, again about Judas, who's just one example of people who didn't 
recognized who he was. It says, Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. What do you think he is worth to you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he saw opportunity to betray him. When Judas went and asked, what is Jesus worth to you? The chief priest said, oh, we think he's worth 30 pieces of silver. And that's what Judas was willing to take in order to betray him. And so early believers would have looked for someone that others wouldn't recognize his worth, that they wouldn't see him for uh, as the true shepherd that he was. And we love that in reality, I mean, that prophecy was fulfilled to the letter, right? It was to 30 the penny. to the penny. It was 30 pieces of silver that was prophesied in the Old Testament. And that really is what the price ended up being. The next symbol you would want to get out is a nail. Then this prophecy is going to come in Isaiah 49, verse 16. This is one of our favorite verses. It says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of mine hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Yeah. And you know from the crucifixion story that Jesus's hands were pierced and his feet, and his feet were pierced. That There were marks. His hands really were engraven with those marks. And there is this scene after the resurrection when Thomas comes to Jesus um, I mean, Jesus came to the other disciples and Thomas wasn't there. And when he got there, he said this, he says, they all said, we've seen the Lord. And he says, except I see in his hands, the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of those nails, I will not believe. And then Jesus will show up to Thomas and he says to him, Thomas, reach, reach forth your hand and, and feel the prints that are in my hands that you may believe. And um, that is so sweet, that scene. Um, but early believers would have looked for um, this sign, which is great love that would be graven um, in his hands. Like that's what they would have watched for. And, and I, I love this scene that he just says, mm. I'm not going to believe unless I see those marks, right? Unless, unless I yeah. see it. And I think there's a lot of times when we would tell somebody, you know, Jesus really loves you and he really cares about you and he's fighting for you and he's um, given everything for you. And they're like, I don't know if I believe that about me. And and they could look to this mm. moment in history. It was like, oh, no, no, yeah. that was the proof. That's Those were the marks one. that he loves you. Um, the next one that you will want is a cross. Um, and even if you make one out of popsicle sticks, that will work perfect. Um, as you think about this cross, I love reading in Numbers 21, 9. And we see here um, an object lesson prophecy is what we see in Numbers. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And this is Jesus in John chapter 3, 14 and 15, talking to Nicodemus about that story from the new from the old testament and he said to him in 14 and 15 and as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life and early believers would have been looking for someone who would be lifted up 
Um, but like that verse 15 says, he would be lifted up in order that he might lift up others, that he might give them eternal life. Um, for the next one, you want these four pieces of fabric. And we're going to turn to Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is a great, it's just filled with prophecies about Christ. So sometimes on Easter, I love to just read through that whole Psalm and maybe you'll take time to do that today. But when you get to, um, we have 18 and 19, but even like 16 through 19, it talks about, they pierce my hands and my feet. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. And we love the thought of these um, four pieces of fabric and, and that reminder that we read in Matthew. So in Matthew 27, verse 35, it says, And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And we love this, that this has shown up a couple of times, that especially Matthew showing like, oh, don't you remember that that was prophesied of? And here it is, it's, it's happening. Um, they're looking for somebody who would fulfill his promises. And it's neat to think if, if that particular prophecy was fulfilled, what other promises and prophecies from the Lord can you also anticipate and expect to be fulfilled? So even though it's kind of silly, like, oh, who cares about the clothes, you know, and it's just mm -hmm. like, I know, but if that one happens, yes. then you can trust he's going to fulfill all of his promises. And it's so interesting to me to watch every single one of these, how you just look at these simple things that would have been in all of their houses that they were like, oh, watch for, you know, someone who breaks bread, watch for 30 pieces of silver, watch for someone who's lifted up, watch for someone whose hands are pierced, you know, watch for someone who they would split his clothes among them. This is what you are watching for. And then we get to Psalm 69, 21. It says that, um, I'm going to read 20 and 21 reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. And I look for some to take pity, but there was none and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me also gall for my meat. And in my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. And so that would be the sign of what they were watching for is someone who they would give vinegar to drink, someone who would know heaviness, someone who would be looking for comfort. Yeah. And there's two verses that we have for this one. One of them is in Matthew 27 also, and it's verse 34, where they really did give him vinegar to drink when he was thirsty on, on the cross, that bitter nasty drink. It says they gave it to him. And when he had tasted thereof, he, he would not drink. But we also want to take you to Doctrine and Covenants 19 because that bitterness of the vinegar um, that he drank reminds us of this verse, Doctrine and Covenants 19, 18, where it says, which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all to tremble because of pain and to bleed at every pore and to suffer both body and spirit and would that I might not drink the bitter cup and, and shrink that it was something that, oh, that heaviness and it was like something that he wouldn't want to do. And it says the next verse, nevertheless, glory be to the father. And I partook and finished that he did drink that bitter cup, that he knew the heaviness and the comfort. And instead of escaping from it, he took it upon him because of the healing that would come to everyone else because of it. 
Mm, that's so good. Um, the next one is going to be the lamb. And this is going to take us back to Exodus, which we just did. And this will be our timeline piece for this week that you're going to put up. Um, we love that story, the Passover story, when they took the lamb. And in 23, it talked about the Lord would pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come. And then you will say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and he delivered our houses. So it would be reminiscent of a, a sacrifice of a lamb that would somehow provide deliverance. Yeah. Um, so on the timeline is this picture right here that you'll put in the Easter spot. It's this one of the Passover. And even though that's a story we did a couple lessons ago, you're going to put it in 16 in this, um, um, in that Easter spot. We chose that particular story mostly because um, it's one of these symbols, but it's during that Last Supper, it is the story that Jesus couched the whole crucifixion and resurrection in, right? If you asked him, mm -hmm. why do you have to go to the cross? He told them the Passover story, right? He just like, all yeah. that was his explanation for it. So at the last supper, right? Which and we this, love that part. this verse, first Corinthians five, seven says this for even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. So there is, um, Paul making that connection and saying, um, he became our Passover lamb and it is his blood that delivers us. Um, the very last one is going to be the rock. And this is going to start the prophesy in Isaiah, the prophecy <laughs> in Isaiah 25, verse eight. It says this, he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth for the Lord has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. And it makes us think of that scene at the tomb when Mary and the other women come and they're afraid and they don't know what's happening. And Mary stays behind in John chapter 20, verse 10 and or starting 11, sorry. And it says, and Mary stood without at the sepulcher and, and she wept. And she stood down and looked in and, and then the Lord comes and he says to her, woman, why weepest thou? And she explains and tells him everything that's wrong and happening. Um, and then he says to her, Mary, and she turned herself and, and it was him. And, and there is that moment where he really does dry away her tears. There she is crying over something that's gone wrong. And he came and literally in, in that moment with her dried away her tears. And that's what early believers were looking for. We're looking for somebody who will come and, and dry our tears away. I love this so much because as you sit and think about each of these um, symbols, each of these lessons that we've learned, it tells us a little bit about Jesus Christ, of who he is. And Easter is a day when we want to sit around with those we love the most and talk about Jesus Christ, who he is and what he does. And this is what we learn after all of this. He's someone who would break bread with enemies, that others would not recognize his worth. Great love would be graven in his hands. He's someone who would be lifted up to bring 
healing. He fulfills his promises. He experienced the bitter cup of heaviness and longing for comfort so he would be able to succor us. He would be sacrificed, that he would be a sacrifice that would deliver and he would dry our tears. And we love that testimony of who he is and who he was supposed to be, um, that he is that for us now. Yeah, and I just imagine back in, you know, the first century, families gathered around together and the kids asking like, well, how do we know when he's coming? What should we watch for? And and the parents like teaching them all of these things, like this is what you can watch for. And this Easter, I look forward to gathering my little ones together and reminding them like, this is who you can still be watching for. This is the Jesus who still lives, who is still among us. And and this is how you'll know he's in your story mm. is in each of these things that, that you see. Yeah, so good. Happy Easter, everyone. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.